Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, saints, and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. This has been a beautiful day filled with cloudy skies and rain and an abundance of the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Father, for every blessing. The Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Amen? Amen. And so we want to thank the Lord for helping us through every difficulty, every trouble, every weary season, every season that looks like we might not quite have enough, but God gets us over anyway. Thank you, Lord. Amen? We might not have just enough joy, But God gets us over, right over in his grace. Amen? We might not have just enough patience, so we think, but somehow God's grace keeps coming through. We might think, well, Lord, I've had about all I can with this tolerance and forbearance and kindness and stuff. I'm really trying, Lord, but enough. I just don't have enough. And then God steps right in, and it's right there. Lord, I've had peace all month, but right this minute, I just don't know. And then the peace of God comes to rest. You know, amen. You know, saints, God is faithful. God is faithful. You know, People say all kinds of things. They give us all kinds of attitudes. They manifest their demons. They do all kinds of things. But God is right there with us to be our bumper and our shield. Amen? God is right there to be our bumper and our shield. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I thought about that not too long ago. That no matter what people do to do, people are always going to fail. Let's just face it. Humanity does that. That's what humanity does. But God is there to be our bumper and our shield. So I thought I would share that wonderful truth with you. When you think you're absolutely at the end of your rope and you want to scream, Jesus has some more peace for you. He has some more love for you. And he has some more joy for you. Amen. He knows when you need it. Even though you haven't thought to ask for it yet, he knows you need it. Amen. And he's right there to provide just what you need. Panic. Don't get all panicky. In all anxiety filled. No, 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 no. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power and of love. Two punches and a sound mind. Knockout punch. There you are. You got it. Amen. You can handle the devil any day. 
because Jesus lives in you. Amen? Amen, saints. Isn't it wonderful? You know, without Jesus, life would be extremely hard to bear. But we're not alone. Jesus lives in us. Amen. He lives in us. He knows how to take us through and take us over. He can take us through and he takes us over. Amen. Amen. So I'm so glad we have Jesus. I'm so happy that we have the Lord. I'm so grateful that he went to Calvary for each one of us because we really needed him to. He knew it, and he did. He stepped in with everything that we needed. Amen? So you're not without. You're not without at all. Your need has already been supplied. Amen. You know, you were trying to talk to somebody on the phone, real intelligent, you know, and say, well, this is the situation. And they found out they couldn't take advantage of you, so they slammed the phone in your ear. What does that mean? They need prayer? That's what that means. That's an indication, in case you forgot, that the person who hung up on you, no, the phone didn't just, the call didn't drop. They hung up on you. Amen. The call didn't drop. They hung up on you when they found out that they couldn't get you out of your money because you know they're dialing for dollars now. Okay. They found out that didn't work on you, so they hung up on you. Well, they need prayer. That's it. And maybe they need to be reported to the Federal Trade Commission as well, but they need prayer. So don't forget, they need prayer. Amen. (laughs) That's the way it is. Amen. Don't forget, saints, they are dialing for dollars. And they will call you five and six times a day trying to get your money out of you and trying to get you to verify information that's none of their business anyway. Don't forget, they're dialing for dollars. And they need prayer. Amen. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our sufficiency, for being everything we need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. Amen to Miracle Internet Church. We are a Christian, non-denominational, international church, church formed and fashioned in the love of God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we invite you to join us in our chat room during the broadcast. And our chat room is located on our webpage. And our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please click that link. And when the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes again, 
uh, sign in using one of your names that's on your birth certificate. And your greeting to the saints, and the saints will respond to you in the love of God. Amen? If you're using a cell phone, use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. And uh, when the page comes up across the top, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, and all the other links will open to you. Go to MIC Radio Chat, and you may use those directions as well. (coughs) Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want to thank God for being so good and for showing us things that we didn't know before, even about ourselves and our past and the reasons we do some of the things we do so that we can get that sin out. Amen? We don't want to carry that because they'll leave an open door for the enemy and we're not giving him any room at all, not any room in our lives. Now, saints, we're going to pray in a minute and uh, we have a little special prayer tonight. We have several people. Amen. We have several people that uh, are going through challenging circumstances, but the Lord is with them. The Lord is with them. And we're going to come into agreement with the intercession of the Godhead on their behalf. Amen? We have a sister that is uh, having to go through some procedures, and we have a family that has lost uh, the father, and uh, the father-in-law and the grandfather all in the same person. So I would like for us to remember to pray for Kevin and Noelle and Alex in the loss of their family member. They're experiencing grief right now. But Jesus is carrying them through the situation, just like he does for all of us just like he does for all of us. The everlasting arms come underneath and they bear us up. He bears us up on eagle's wings. We can't necessarily tell it at the moment, but as soon as we come out of it, we can see it clearly. We just have to lean back and allow him to do what he does and be grateful. Amen? So we want to keep these uh, uh, brothers and sisters in prayer. And you know what we do as a church family. When we, uh, uh, when someone is, has lost a loved one, you know uh, that the ministry address is available on the website. Uh, I'm expecting the cards. I'll give you um, about a week and a half to get it to me. So that means uh, don't put it off till next week. Praise the Lord. We all know what to do. If you don't know what to do, then you should write pastor pastor at gproom at outlook.com, and I'll explain. But all of us have been through this before with other members of the church, and everybody knows to send the card. Amen? Amen. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, in your great wisdom and love, 
and you remove their family member from this life and the suffering that that comes sometimes in this life, in your great mercy, you said that's enough. And so we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for pouring in the love, Lord. We thank you for pouring in your grace. We thank you, Lord, for using this opportunity for them, for each of them to see how much you really love them. We know that it's great, but it's at times like these, Lord, that we really come to taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank you for our sister coming through her procedures with your hand upon her, Lord. We ask that you give everyone in that situation some rest, Lord, so that they can be refreshed. Amen. And we thank you for your ever-abiding grace and love with Kevin and his family, Lord. We lift up the entire family to you, the extended family to you, and we ask you in your own way, Lord, to help them to make sense of this situation in relation to where they are in you. Amen? Help them to see that you are who they really need. You're all the love they really do need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, help us to love. Pour your love into us as we pour it to them. We lift our hands to you, Lord, and we ask you to place your hands on Kevin right now and allow him to feel your love, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, allow him to feel your love. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that when our mother or father forsakes us, when they leave, that you take us up, Lord. Take him up. Take him up in your arms and let him feel your love, Lord. Thank you so much. I know you have. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, Lord, you are so tender and so gentle when we are so broken. You are so tender and so gentle when we are so broken. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Where was Amen. Thank you. Amen. Father, we want to thank you that you have given us freedom from bitterness. You have given us freedom 
from bitterness. You tell us in Ephesians, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Help us, Father, to keep the attitudes of our heart, the thoughts of our mind, and the words of our mouth free from bitterness at all times. When other circumstances or other people's actions try us, may we be like Hannah who responded with prayer when she was experiencing the bitterness of her soul. She prayed to you, weeping profusely, and you heard and answered the cry of her heart. You turned her bitterness into joy. Our hearts are heavy, Lord, with our own bitterness, knowing that you know more about us than we do. We choose to obey you by not spending our years in the bitterness of our souls. Restore us, Lord, and make us to live. Grant us your peace. And deliver our souls from the pit of corruption. Thank you, wonderful God, for casting all of our sins behind you. We repent of the sin of bitterness in our lives, fully realizing that it has defiled us and others. From this time forward, we will forsake all bitterness all wrath, all anger, all quarreling, all resentment, and all evil speaking. We will put them behind us now, knowing, Lord, that you will throw them into the sea of forgetfulness. We will not allow these things to be a part of our life any longer. In their place, we will be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving towards others, even as you, Heavenly Father, have forgiven us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you. You know, Saint, that bitterness, it'll make you hard on the inside. It'll make you so you can't really receive the love of God the way he would desire for you too. And so, saints, get rid of it. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. Bind it in the name of Jesus. And tell it that you have decided that it's time for you to part with it forever. No matter what anybody said or thought or did, They're just dust anyway. They're just dust. They're just dust. People are just dust. Everybody's been corrupted. So nobody's perfect and nobody's going to do things perfectly to please us. But we can live our lives to please you. We can choose to tell the bitterness and the wrath, and the anger, 
and the arguing and the striving to take its marching orders. We can command it in the name of Jesus to get out of us, and it's got to go. It can't stay. There is no place because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We can speak to all of the ailments and diseases and infirmities that come into our lives because bitterness has taken a place that doesn't belong to it. That place belongs to our God. Amen. Life will disappoint you and leave you with a bad taste in your mouth, but you can step right over that because Jesus did it first for you. Amen. And we know that's the truth. Bitterness will close doors of blessing in our lives. We can't be bitter. God wants to pour in the blessing. The bitterness is in the way. It's got to go. It's got to go away. So we just thank the Lord that he has given us power and authority over all the power of the enemy, and the enemy cannot bondage anymore. He can't keep us in bondage to anything anymore because Jesus came to set the captives free. And we will be free in Jesus' name. We will be free in Jesus' name, free of every bondage and every chain. We will not be held captive. We are the redeemed of the Lord. And the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, right now, all wrath and bitterness and clamor and arguments, and you said this and I said that, and it was way back then, but it was still nasty, and all those memories and all those pains and all that bitterness and all that scarring and all that hurt and all those wounds, we take authority, dominion, and power over you right now in Jesus' name, and we command you to be bound to go into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come up and out of us right now. Come out of God's people. You can't stay there. There's just no place. There's no room for you. We are forcing you out in Jesus' name. We are forcing you out in the name of Jesus Christ. We are commanding you from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, to get up and go and don't you ever come back again. We're binding all your reinforcements. All the lies that you've been screaming in our ears, we don't have to listen to you anymore, and we won't. We have the love of Jesus pouring in our hearts. If other people reject us, Jesus loves us more. The body of Christ loves us more. We are loved and we are received and we are accepted in the beloved. We are not rejected. We are received by God. And we will not be bitter over how other people messed up their own testimony. Amen? They've got to live to straighten it out. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. And we're not going to be bitter about things we did wrong in the past because Jesus has already washed our sins away with his blood. Amen? That's over. We're living a new life in Jesus Christ. Let's go on. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So 
about saying? Amen. You know, nothing turns out most of the time the way we think it ought to anyway. It turns out the way it turns out. And our job is to grow up and mature and accept that life is not perfect, there are no perfect people, and we're not perfect either. So there's no perfection down here other than God being with us. That's it. Nowhere else. Amen? So they're going to be disappointments. Just push them out the way and keep right on walking with Jesus Christ your Lord. Amen? Amen. That's what you do. Take the high road in life. Walk with Jesus. We're quiet, don't we? I almost forgot to do that. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, saints, I've had people in my family that no matter what I said to them, I think they decided not to go to heaven. Now, I can be upset because I spent all that time before the Lord praying and interceding and fasting and going to prayer meetings and doing this and doing that and doing the other and doing this, pleading with the Lord. But, you know, in the end, that person has to make their own choice. Amen? I can't get bitter and mad and upset because they didn't decide to make the choice that Jesus would want them to make and I would want them to make. It's up to them. Amen? So I learned. Do your part, and that's all you can do. That's it. Just do your part. Do what you know in your heart and from the word to be right. That's really all that you can do. Amen? That's all you can do. You cannot drag anybody into heaven. You remember Jesus on the cross? He didn't go into, let me see if I can find a track to give you, brother. He didn't do that. He was up there saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing anyway. But in all of that, one of them decided to receive him. And the other one decided to curse him. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was. One went to be with him in paradise. The other, well, you know, they each had a choice. They each had an opportunity. One of them took advantage of it. The other one didn't. Same opportunity, same choice. There you have it. Amen? So you do, you act like Jesus. You do your part. Everybody else has to do theirs. Praise God. Amen. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight. We thank you that we're wearing your truth, your spirit of truth, and your breastplate of righteousness, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Come, the shield of faith that you gave us so that we can quench 
all the fiery darts of the wicked. We're wearing the helmet of salvation, and we're taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. We're covered in the blood of Jesus. You put your hands around us. Thank you. We're the head, not the tail. Thank you. You're our shepherd, and we shall not want. Lord, we don't allow the devil to come wrap us up with remorse and guilty feelings because they are false. You took it all. There's nothing for us to feel guilty about. You became sin for us. Any mistake we made, you already took it before we came to the planet. So now that's the end of that. Amen? We stand blameless before your throne. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because we know that you care for us. And we cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes, we have joy, joy, joy down in our heart. Down in our heart that we got from Jesus. Oh, that's what you Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his underlings, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan and his tactics and his evil agents and his wicked powers in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. So, Lord, we close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We close and seal the enemy's mouth. Thank you. We mute him, muzzle him, and gag him with the blood of Jesus Christ. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, listeners, 
all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attack, Leviathan spirits in their attack, brainwashing Kundalini spirits in their attack, water, marine spirits in their attack, sex devils in their attack, unclean spirits in their attack, lying devils in their attack, passive devils in their attack, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, we bind Reiki Harisitera, bro, sorcery devils. Reiki Silera seducing, womanizing spirits. Quartum spirits in their attack. All the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attack. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals, and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We're binding on microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Peruvian. Ha-ha. Venezuela, Canada, Norway, Saudi Arabia, Libya, Rike de la brosa la de yosura, bababa, kushe, reke de la brusha, da la broca de la brese de ruko, China, ruka, Russia, ruka, da da Ukraine, rise la de yosura, bebebebe, ruka, the former Yugoslavia, rise de ruko, baba, rike de la brusha, da de yosunda, da breke de diola la yasunda, ika rasa la de yosura, be sukata, irishike de. The USA, Mexico, Yemen, Australia, Runga de la brusa de la broca de Didia, Yarrugu de Robresa de Yosolana de Osunda de Bro, Kirushete Rigise Meruganda Rakai, Rica de la brusa de Yosu, Rigisa de la Brica de Diola, Rica de la brusa de Yosa, Aran, Ruga da Rigise, Ruka de la brusa de Yosunda de Brica de Diosota, the Arab Emirates Republic, Ruka de la Brie, United Arab Emirates, that's it, Ruka de la Brusha. Ruka de la brusha la diosa de la brica de ruka de la brusha la diosa de la bruca ba 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 ruka de resile de ruka de la brusha de la brica de diosa la diosa de la brica raka de la brusha de la we bind every coven covens of witches warlocks wizards sorcerers diviners pagans liars ruka soothsayers ruka de la brusha la diosa de la brica de every cult is bound and their agendas are bound in Jesus name raka kurosa Every organization coming under the heading of the Illuminati, we bind you, we bind your works, we bind your plans, we bind your agendas, 
And we bind your wickedness in Jesus' name. Ruba, the southern border of the United States of America. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We bind covens of witch doctors and witches and wizards. And the wickedness, covens of drug traffickers, covens of sex traffickers. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Where was that, Lord? We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, Binding all vibrations, which are demons. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. For the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, we thank you that we're under the blood of Jesus. We're under your wings. We thank you for your protection in our lives. We thank you for the praising angels that gather together whenever we come together, Lord. But most of all, we thank you for your very presence and for you being in our midst. Thank you for leading our prayers, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts and we bind all pulse weapons, all targeted radio frequency, all microwave attacks, the debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, and we bind all 5G, everything that works as a weapon against us coming from any orbit, any galaxy. Coming from a planet or another solar system. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, from a station that was placed on a planet, coming through the satellites, coming through the cell towers, coming through any of our devices. In Jesus' name, we give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. Every attack must go back. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms. We bind all conjuring in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We are trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. 
We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done, phases of the moon. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits and infirmities, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, addictions, and gluttony. Amen. We bind false flags in Jesus' name, and we return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, Jews, Jujus, hexes, vexes, and such, all tribal witchcraft of any order, rank, and type, all Chaldean witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft, all witchcraft, all occult activity. Return to sender in Jesus' name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food, drink, and with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms. High magic, folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchronicity, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons in Jesus' name, stripping them of their crowns and powers and transferring it to Jesus Christ, Binding all conjurations and summonings of demons in Jesus' name. Binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, and potions. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressor and the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. Thank you, Jesus. We bind the king of pride and all his agents in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the transference of evil spirits from the passing of any any person. When those spirits come out, we forbid them to enter into any human vessel in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus over the human. No Satan, you're not going to get away with that. You will not visit them when they sleep. You will not attack them at all. We bind you and all your reinforcements in the name of Jesus Christ. There will be no transference of evil spirits at all. Father, we ask you to release your angels. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, where was I, Lord? I forgot where I was. Okay. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and solely sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python. Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities in Jesus' name. Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72, we chain them with eternal chains under darkness and send them into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works, the rituals, the rites, the ceremonies. Unrighteous bows. We break your powers in Jesus' name. We bind all forms of necromancy. Father, we ask you to take those spirits out of the way completely in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
Amen. And they may not leave the region where you take them to, Lord, in Jesus' name. You know, saints, it's like this. When you go, um, um, when someone passes and you go to the memorial service and you go to the funeral, there are spirits loose in that place that will try to wait until somebody has their guard down. And then they try to find a new home. Well, you got to guard your guard against that, okay? So I'm just telling you, so you know. Amen. Funerals happen all the time, but you got to know. Okay, so you bound what was going to happen at the ceremony, at the funeral, at the gravesite, wherever that is. But they'll hover and wait until somebody's got their guard down, and then they pounce. Okay. So I'm letting you know in advance that's how they act, all right? Okay. Make sure you leave them at the gravesite. Praise the Lord. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Leave them there. Mm-hmm. Leave them there. Leave them there. And let them know they can't follow you anywhere. Disconnect. Amen. Hey, woo! Come to hug you and that spirit's on them. Bind in Jesus' name. Disconnect in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We undo the works of all demonic weapons. Uh, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, pact. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society and all the affiliated organizations in Jesus' name. Amen. We bind every spirit familiar to the lay of the sin. We bind the insanity, pride, workers, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. Thank you, Lord. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord 
shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we forbid any demons, any walk-ins, any demons or any such to come near us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially those who are being persecuted, like the January 6th prisoners, or left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Everyone that's being persecuted, Father, we lift them up to you and ask for your abundant and abounding grace in their lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over demons coming through uh, the computer line. We return them where they came from and any curses that came with them. We disconnect ourselves from every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command them to leave us now in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves, Lord, with your holy blood, and we cover our vehicles, our mode of transportation, even if it's walking. And every step is covered in the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the any interference in the road, in the airways, in the waterways, however we uh, move about in Jesus' name. We thank you that your angels have already gone before us, and we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, we command them to stay away. We thank you, Lord, for your protection as we sleep, you, that you have given us the dream protocol. We ask for a firewall of protection around us that we've already prayed about, and we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. So we pull out all voodoo pins. Yes, we do. We literally pull them out. That means when pastor says we pull them out, if you can feel one, perceive one, you have to pull it out, just like you pull a pin out of a pin cushion. No different. And you send it to the lake of fire in Jesus' name, because that's about the best place for it to go. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, and voodoo dolls. They they need to go too, Lord. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, witchcraft curses, anything being sent to us. Father, spirits that have come, you know, uh, spirits of strife and confusion and disorder, and then they begin to manifest in the home, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bind them in Jesus' name, causing us, Lord God, sometimes to trip or slide down the stairs or whatever the situation may be, who knows. But those demons can't stay and keep manifesting. They must go in the name of Jesus. Amen. They must go in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, and we cut, sever from ourselves our ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, Oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. 
We break down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, witch doctors, obita men, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, and such. And we break the powers of charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, bewitchments, death spirits, potions, jinxes, mind control, voodoo, magic, sorcery, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, pain, sickness, incense and candle burnings, chantings, ungodly blessings, root works, crystals, everything coming our way that you didn't send, Father, we're sending it back in Jesus' name. We bind all tribal rituals and sins in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you very much. We're returning, sending back any hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, demonic influences, blindness, bondage, and fear in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your glorious, glorious love, Lord, that you have so lavishly poured out on us tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for receiving these prayers, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight, Lord, our featured psalm is Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. And our verse for meditation comes from Psalm 119, verse 160. Our featured ebook is Favor, Grace of God Bible Study. So tonight, we're going to talk about this subject. We must act. Yes, we must. We must act. That's what God's saying. We have to act. Now, I'm going to tell you now, Saint. I don't know if we're going to get all the way through this message tonight, but we're going to get started. Praise God. Amen. We are ready. Saints, Satan knows how to get people under his influence. He influences their intellectual facility, faculty, their senses, their will, and he keeps working on them until he finally rules over them. Even though, even though they imagine that their thinking, their speaking, and their acting is to be free is free and independent. They think they're saying what they have to say. So let me run that by you one more time. The God of this world, Satan, knows how to get people under his power. Amen. He influenced their intellectual faculties, their senses, their feelings, their will. And he just keeps at it progressively until finally he rules over them. They think that they're independent and free, that they're speaking their 
thoughts and they're acting on their own. And what's going on in, in their head is their own thinking. But not so. Because the God of this world succeeds in deluding even many true children of God, especially concerning the nature of the supernatural powers, principalities, rulers of darkness of this world, and wicked spirits in high places. That's right. So God tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 11, God tells us exactly what to do. He says in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. That means we have to act. We actually have to put the armor on. We can't just say, okay, I see that in the Bible, God. No, we actually have to do it. You actually have to open your mouth and say, Lord, I put on the breastplate of righteousness in Jesus' name, and on and on and on. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against his strategies, against his tricks, against his maneuvers, against his tactics. Because, why? Yes, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. That's what's going on. So Satan blindfolds their eyes so effectively that they are unable to recognize his secret influence and power, especially your realm, what people try not to think about. That's what obscure realms mean. Of the many forms of idolatry and superstition, and magic. See, people think that stuff is just something to goof around about, but it's not. It's connected to the satanic realm. It's connected to the demons. Many ministers, either through fear or ignorance, neglect to expose Satan's powers and his subtlety in these things often because they are themselves still unconsciously ensnared in them. Remember when I told you that that show that comes on the TV, if it still comes on, I don't know, called Wheel of Fortune? It's connected to a demon called Fortunata. And that demon that uh, people honor when they throw their money into a wishing well or into a fountain, because most of those fountains have some idol up there in the middle of the fountain. And people think they're just throwing it over their shoulder. No, they're honoring a demon. That's what they're really doing. They're participating, even though ignorantly, in witchcraft. It's an abomination. Amen? Amen. You know, people run around, I hope they've stopped doing this, running around with rabbit's foot 
and throwing salt over their shoulder and all kind of stuff, just dumb stuff, you know? Uh, Wearing certain kinds of jewelry and a lucky hat and all that kind of junk. Well, that's superstition, and it's a form of idolatry. It's sin, and God doesn't like it at all. Amen. So, some refuse to be instructed. They refuse to humble themselves and accept the entire word of God, acknowledging that they are wrong and God is right in all things. That's right. That's what happens. So in Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 29, Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 29, it reads, And all the people that heard him, speaking of Jesus, and the publicans justified God, being baptized with the baptism of John. No, that was about John. Excuse me, I said it was about Jesus. It's about John. Let me get, I'm getting ahead of myself. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. They didn't want to deal with what John was saying because John was saying, you got to get cleaned up. You got to get your life straight. You got to prepare for the Messiah because he's coming. You got to make way for the presence of the Lord. And that's, That's one of the things that fasting does. It helps you to prepare yourself for God coming to you to deal with you. Yes. Amen. And it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Amen. And in Psalm 119, Psalm 119, beginning with verse 10, Psalm 119, beginning with verse 10. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 10. We find these words. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandment. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. You see, God told us in a sermon that he's looking for some humility and some meekness. He's wanting some humility and some meekness. And we talked about that quite a bit. He does. He wants us he wants us to position ourselves by changing our attitudes and our thoughts and some of our behavior to position ourselves to be receptive of him, more receptive of him than we've been before. Amen. Others, again, are, being, are afraid of being ridiculed in our enlightened age. Should they speak of Satan and demons as actual beings or of such 
medieval notions as superstition and magic. You know, people try to put you down when you come out with the truth. But don't back down. Just tell the truth. That's all you have to do. In no other realm is there such ignorance and misconception of the teaching of the Bible than that of these sins of idolatry. If you mention idolatry to the average person, they'll tell you that they don't bow down to a statue. Well, that's not all that's involved in idolatry. There's a lot involved in idolatry. Amen? There's a lot. Not just bowing down to a statue. Seldom recognize, and most people won't admit, there are yet prevalent in all countries. It's everywhere. It's all over the world. And it has very fearful consequences. Why? Because it's a wide open door for the demons and the devil. You know, somebody asked me once um, that about the prayer, the opening prayer, and they said something about, I mentioned incense and candle burnings. I said, that's right. We can't burn candles. I said, if it has a battery in it, the ones with fire, no. Why? Because they're used in conjuring. They're used in incantations. They're used in demonic ceremonies to bring demons forth. They're used in seances and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you don't want to relate yourself that closely to that kind of thing. You want to put some distance between you and that kind of activity. You don't want to be misunderstood because you have a supernatural walk with Jesus by someone who is ignorant and thinks that's the same thing as witchcraft. You don't even want to give that impression. Amen? Sometimes you have to use a little more wisdom and realize that there are people around you that don't know very much about anything. They just think they know a lot. And when you do certain things, all they know to relate it to is something demonic that they saw in a movie or have experienced or heard about. And so they think that what you're doing is the same thing as what the devil does. And we know that's not the case. So you have to use a little wisdom, saints. You have to use wisdom. Amen. So, anyway, Hosea, Hosea 4, chapter, verse 6, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, God explains this to us. said in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not that God won't provide the knowledge. You actually have to seek him for it. The Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and God will give it to him liberally. But God says his people are destroyed. Destroyed. D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-E-D. Destroyed. For a lack of knowledge, for lack of knowledge, because they have rejected knowledge. And he says, if you reject his knowledge, 
which is the truth that he's giving you, power you to live a righteous life, he'll reject you too. Oh. We cannot forget God's law. We can't, you know, lightly take the word of God. It has to be taken to heart. Man's opinion about superstition counts for nothing. God's word, the entire scriptures, are the final verdict. According to them, God regards all forms of idolatry as abominations. That means they are exceedingly offensive and utterly loathsome in his sight. Worshiping other gods or demons or the hosts of heaven, building high places and altars to them, setting up images, sacrificing or burning incense before them is called spiritual adultery and harlotry. You know, sometimes if you're looking at um, a show, that some of these travel shows, and they take you back into all kinds of places that a lot of people have never been, remote areas and even places that aren't remote, places that, where ancient cultures worship, you see all kinds of idolatry. And believe it or not, people are still practicing it in various ways. It's just they don't call it that. They still have groves. They're still uh, falling down before statues. They're still doing all that kind of stuff. They really are. So, in 1 Kings chapter 14, 1 Kings chapter 14, we're going to verse 22. 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 22. I hope you're there. And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord. And they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they had committed, above all that their fathers had done. For they also built them high places and images and groves on every high hill and under every green tree. And there were also Sodomites in the land. Well, there's nothing new about that. And they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. You know, in the Bible, God, all in the Old Testament, God kept telling them to stop doing what everybody else was doing. Stop doing what these cultures are doing. I'm getting rid of these people because they're wicked, and I'm making you go in and defeat them and take the territory. It's not because you're so great and wonderful. It's because I'm ready to get rid of them. Amen. God wanted to get rid of the Amalekites. So, in verse 23, there are still high places being built, images being built, groves where people are worshiping. 
under every high uh, high hill and still under every green tree. This is still going on. We can't pretend that we're in a sophisticated society where this doesn't happen. No, we're not. It's happening right here. And now that we have the infiltration of people from other cultures all over the world illegally, they're bringing their religious practices and ceremonies and demons with them. Amen. So let's go to Second Kings chapter 16, 2 Kings chapter 16, beginning with verse 3, 2 Kings. Chapter 16, beginning with verse 3. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, yea, and made his son to pass through the fire, according to the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. And he sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places, on the hills, and under every green tree. All right? So I know we think, well, this is just in the Old Testament. No, it's right here today with us now. Amen. It's right here today with us now. It hasn't gone any place. 2 Kings chapter 17, beginning with verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 17, beginning with verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 17, beginning with verse 9. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God, and they built them high places in all their cities from the tower of the watchman to the fence city. And they set images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. And there they burn incense in all the high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols, whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. Amen. You know, depending on what what people group your family comes from, they had customs and traditions that are not righteous either. And you don't know any better. You grow up in those things, doing those things, practicing, practicing those customs and traditions that are not pleasing to the Lord. But it's not until you really get serious about the Lord that he begins to open up this this avenue to you about things that have happened and things that you were exposed to and things that have touched your life even though you didn't understand them. Amen? And so we have to look at them in the light of Scripture and accept them for what they are. And cease to practice them. There are a lot of tribal customs that our ancestors participated in. That as Christians, we've got to let go of. 
once and for all. Amen? The Lord is saying to us. So, in 2 Kings chapter 21, beginning with verse 2, 2 Kings chapter 21, beginning in verse 2, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord after the abominations of the heathen. Well, perversion, homosexuality, transsexuality, bestiality are abominations of the heathen. You have advertisements now with women with the dog sleeping in the bed as if he were a man. Amen. So this person did the things that were evil in the sight of the Lord. He did what the heathen did. And God keeps telling his people, you can't do what the heathen do. For he built up again the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. And he reared up altars for Baal and made a grove and did as did Ahab, king of Israel, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. He went completely into a whole nother religion. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said in Jerusalem, will I put my name? And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. So he really did terribly, terribly. Absolutely terrible. Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7, beginning with verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 7. You see, in the Old Testament, God uh, had a whole lot to say, and in the New Testament too, about sin. He's busy pointing out sin telling his people, don't do that. You cannot do that and serve me. I'm a holy God. I've severed you from others that you might be mine. In order to be his, we have to walk in agreement with God taught us. And so we can't straddle the fence, as it's called. We can't walk in compromise. We can't say, oh, I'm a Christian. And then we're still uh, doing the same things the world is doing, doing the same things the culture is doing. That means we're worshiping the culture and not God. That means with us, whatever our culture is, we've elevated it above Jesus. And we cannot do that. Our culture and our cultural traditions cannot take the preeminence. Jesus Christ takes the preeminence. God takes the preeminence. Amen. Praise God. So in Jeremiah 7, uh, beginning with verse 9, he says, Will ye steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not? And come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations? Is this house 
which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, says the Lord. So you can't tell God, okay, Lord, I go to miracle, and I'm delivered, and uh, I'm doing all these abominations. That's just not going to work. That's not going to work at all. He didn't deliver you to wallow in sin. That's not the idea. It's to come out and never return to that life. So the Lord says he has to show us this tonight. In in chapter 13, Jeremiah, we're still in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 13, verse 27. Chapter 13 and verse 27. I have seen thine adultery and thy name, the lewdness of thy whoredom, and thine abominations on the hills in the field. Woe unto thee, O Jerusalem, will thou not be made clean? When shall it once be? God is saying, Whoa here. Come here. Let me explain this to you. We don't do it this way in this kingdom. So you used to smoke pot till you couldn't smoke anymore when you were in the world. Well, you can't keep doing that once you come to Christ. It's got to drop off at some point. You got to let that go. You got to say goodbye to that. It can't be your crutch anymore. You can't hold on to that. You've got to learn to hold on to Jesus and his power. He's got liberating power to set you free if you want to be free. So you've got to want to be free. Jesus says he's keenly aware of our apostasy and our faithlessness to him and our abominations the idols that we worship in our lives. He wants to know, well, when are you going to be pure? When are you going to live a holy life? You know, you think that um, nobody knows what you're doing, but I see what you're doing. I know everything you do. You think you're getting away with something, but you're not. Because we've been called to be a holy nation unto God. And we can't live a double standard. It won't work. God won't receive that. The word of God considers as abominations. Listen carefully, because you might have to write this down after a while. The word of God considers as abominations all practices in connection with this idolatry by which man resorts to these false gods and to the hosts of heaven in order to obtain health, healing, good luck, protection, advice, and knowledge of the future. These practices are carried out so many ways, tons of ways, and come under the various forms of spells, 
conjuration, magic, interpretation of signs, observance of days and times, fortune-telling, divination, spiritism. God says this can't be among his people. So you're still reading your horoscope. Well, you feel free to repent. Kings, chapter 21, verse 6. Second Kings, chapter 21, verse 6. And saints, if you did that in the past, you need to repent and ask Jesus to deliver you from that, especially if in your family line you know they did these kinds of things. Amen? It must be repented of and forsaken. The Lord will cast any spirits out of you if you ask him to. He loves you. Amen. But you've got to make the choice, you see. And some of us, he's waiting on us to make some choices that we've been pushing off to the side, ignoring, not paying any attention to, Maybe the enemy has blinded us to it, but we have to deal with this. Jesus says you can't have a closet over there full of sin and think I'm going to pretend that it's not there. It's not going to work. So in 2 Kings chapter 21, verse 6, and he made his son pass through the fire and observe times. That's horoscope and used enchantment and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. And you know there's some places where they made them take the sign down with the hand by the road, but they're still doing the same things inside. You know there are people who deal with familiar spirits, and they'll want to read your palm, come up with whatever it is, or they'll want you to wear this special bracelet or this special trinket or this. You know, when you wear all this stuff, you've got to know what you're connected to. And you have to seek the Lord before you receive or accept that kind of thing. He, By the way, he's the Holy Spirit's reminding me, in your clothing, there are prints. I'm just going to call the name of this na- this country out because they're world famous for it. In prints where it came from India or Pakistan or all kinds of places, but I'm just thinking of that one in particular. Their print, if you stand there and look at it, you can see the demon in the print. You can literally see the face of the demon in the print. Well, Pastor, you sound ridiculous. No, I don't either. See, you've never asked the Holy Spirit to open your eyes so you can see him. He will help you. He's your helper. You stand there and look at this, and look at this pattern, and you look at it longer and you say, okay, Holy Spirit, please focus my eyes. Open blind eye, my blind eyes that I might see the truth, that I can see it in the light of truth. And he will focus your eyes and you'll be able to see. And then you'll be able to pick out other things. But you were walking around with an outfit on that had demon faces in it. And you didn't notice. You were in the store. It looked like something normal. It was your size. It was on sale. It was your price. And it, besides, 
it would it fits you kind of decent, and you just put it on and walked and left with it. But then you come around people who are used to having to walk in this realm in the spirit, and they say, "Well, I'm looking at your jewelry, or I'm looking at your outfit, and I see demons." Where? And then they start to point it out to you. And then you want to sit there and look at them like they're crazy, but they're actually not. You need the Lord to open your eyes so you can see. Because he had to open everybody else's eyes too. You see, in other cultures, they have practices that are their norm, that in your culture is not your norm. So you don't have any idea when you buy their thing that there are any demons attached to it or following it, but there are. And some of us have some of those things in our home. We thought it was, oh, we went to this art exhibit and we thought such and such was such a nice thing. We did not do Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. So since we were so uh, or at the flea market or wherever we happened to have been or the yard sale or whatever it was, we thought it just fit perfectly, so we bought it and took it home. And then after a while, we started noticing something was a little off. Something's wrong. Something's quite right. And you can't quite put your finger on it. Well, then, when we were on the fast, seek the Lord and ask him, Lord, help me to know If I've done something wrong, if I've opened the door for the enemy, help me, because I want to be right. I want to please you. And then he'll start to show you little things. And then you're going to have to act on it and believe him. I know there are people who have come to our church and thought we were crazy because we told them those things. But it was the truth. And once they removed that piece of jewelry, they got the deliverance they needed. So now, saints, this is a real world. Amen? And we have a real God, real truth, real power. We have to learn how to walk this out with Jesus. Amen? We must learn how to walk. So we're still in Second Kings. We're going to chapter 23. Verse 24, chapter 23, verse 24. Second Kings, chapter 23, verse 24. Moreover, the workers with familiar spirits and the wizards and the images, see that word images? It doesn't just mean a statue. Images can be like holograms. Images can be projection. Think about that. Think about that word images and let the Holy Spirit show you. Idols and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem did Josiah put away. Josiah put it away. He got rid of it that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. You see, when you find these kinds of artifacts, 
And all kind, they put it on anything and everything nowadays. And he got rid of it. When you find these kinds of things in your life or in your closet or where, however you got it, they, they have to be put away. Amen? That's what God requires of us. We can't have idolatry and him too, you see, because the idolatry brings a curse with it. And if you are the owner of the idolatry, the curse comes on you. Amen. We got it now. I think we got it. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, beginning with verse 9, Deuteronomy chapter 18, beginning with verse 9, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn, learn, learn to do after the abominations of those nations. See, some of us, another culture comes into our country or into our state or into our county or wherever we live, Oh, isn't this interesting? Isn't this new? Let me try this out. Let me try that out. Let me try the other out. I can remember when you would never see anybody in a lotus position on TV in the U.S. Hardly ever. It was such a rare occurrence. Now it's everywhere. And so you think it's okay for you to do that too. No. Amen. No. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. They were killing their children. Or that uses divination. Or an observer of time. Or an enchanter. Or a witch. You know, speaking of that witch-wizard kind of thing, some of you, some of the saints, not just right now, thinking in times past also, have been married to someone who is a witch or a wizard. That's rough. That's not a safe place. Because sooner or later, you might become a sacrifice. You need to think about that. So don't push that off and say, oh, no, so-and-so loves me and they'll never do that. You need to sit down and have a long conversation with Jesus Christ. And he needs to do the talking and you need to do the listening. See, I'll tell you, and you'll think, oh, well, Pastor doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, yes, Pastor does. <laughs> Amen. All right, verse 10, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of time, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, 
The Lord thy God doth drive them out from before you. We can't live in the land of abominations, saints. We just can't do that. You've come to Christ. You can't live in the land of abomination. Amen. So, in a wider sense, God's word declares as abomination all sin resulting from such idolatrous practices. And I'm going to call out the names of some of these idolatrous practices. And we're going to look at some scriptures, too. All right. All right, prostitution and sexual perversion. Those are abominations. Those are idolatrous practices. In Leviticus chapter 18, beginning with verse 22. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. If your son or daughter is in prostitution, pray for them and ask the Lord to save their soul. Don't do this number, oh, I'm too shamed to write pastor and tell her my child is in prostitution. Honey, as much prostitution has gone on in this planet, do you really think I'm shocked? Wake up. This is a real world. And if you're in prostitution, Jesus will help you get out, but you've got to want to get out. You know there are people who do prostitution as a career and go to church uh, when they're not working. Don't faint, church. It's real. Amen? So God says in Leviticus eighteen twenty-two through 30, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. It's as plain as it can be. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. Men have not got any business together during carnal sexual activity. Amen? It is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with a beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Bestiality is an abomination. Amen. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. I think we can agree with God on that. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done, 
In other words, if it was an abomination, they did it, which were before you. And the land is defiled, that the land spew not you out also when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore ye shall keep mine ordinance, that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein, I am the Lord your God. So, saints, it's very clear. Women are not supposed to be married to women, and men are not supposed to be married to men. God created male and female. He did not create transgender. Amen? He didn't create bisexual or whatever other derivation there is this week. These are abominations. And even if you are heterosexual and you participate in these kinds of activities, that's an abomination to God. Orgies are an abomination to God. All kinds of sexual impurity and immorality and uncleanness and lewdness and perversion is an abomination. And God says, do not participate, do not partake, do not have anything to do with. In other words, don't go around it, don't have any connection to it, don't have anything to do with it at all. It's an abomination. You see, we have Christians that are in church on Sunday. They're deacon whoever, whoever. And during the week, they do things that are abomination. And God's saying, no more of this. No more. And you look at the people in the Bible in the Old Testament and say, well, you know, they shouldn't have done this and they shouldn't have done that, but we're doing it still. There are people that spend there at these gambling gambling casinos. That That's what they're doing. Come to Christ, you come to a clean life. Old things have passed away, all things become new. There are people, they love to spend their time in the bar. When you come to Christ, you come to a new life. Old things have passed away. All things become new. Amen? I think think you're starting to get what God is saying. Amen? You can't keep doing the same old stuff you used to do, saints. You got to do right. And you got to do right by God. All right. So we talked about prostitution. 
Now, you know God doesn't receive offerings from prostitutions and from male prostitution. It's so blunt in the scripture, it's not funny. He calls it the price of a dog. You can't bring that into into the house of God to pay a vow. You just can't do that. It's ill-gotten gains in one of the worst ways. That's not acceptable. Amen. It's not acceptable. Amen. So let's move on. I, th- I think we all have a, a good idea, but sometimes, you know, we really haven't thought some things all the way through. Leviticus chapter 20, beginning with verse 11. Leviticus chapter 20, beginning with verse 11. When you sit back and you think about it and you meditate on it, you begin to understand God starts to open it up in you what he's trying to say to you. Because the Bible said he's this, who's perverse in his ways, he's going to fall. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 11. And the man that lieth with his father's wife hath uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Well, guess what? Uh, Adam and Eve didn't believe God when he told them if they sinned, they would surely die. Well, they surely did. They couldn't tell at that moment that they had entered into death, but they had. And if a man lie with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have wrought confusion. Their blood shall be upon them. If a man also lie with mankind, As he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. I would hope they would want to repent, but you know. And if a man take a wife and her mother, it is wickedness. They shall be burnt with fire, both he and they, that there be no wickedness among you. Verse 15, and if a man lie with a beast, with an animal, he shall surely be put to death, and ye shall slay the beast. And if a woman approach unto any beast to lie down thereto, thou shalt kill the woman and the beast. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. And if a man shall take his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, and see her nakedness, and she see his nakedness, it is a wicked thing, and they shall be cut off in the sight of their people. He hath uncovered his sister's nakedness, he shall bear his iniquity. And if a man shall lie with a woman having her sickness, and shall uncover her nakedness, he hath uncovered her fountain, and she hath uncovered the fountain of her blood, and both of them shall be cut off, from among their people. And thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy mother's sister, nor thy father's sister, for he uncovereth his near kin. They shall bear their iniquity. And if a man shall lie with his uncle's wife, he hath uncovered his uncle's nakedness. They shall bear their sin, they shall die childless. 
And if a man shall take his brother's wife, remember uh, John the Baptist told Herod that he had no business with married to who he was married to because it was unlawful. And here is the law. And if a man shall take his brother's wife, it is an unclean thing. He hath uncovered his brother's nakedness, they shall be childless. Ye shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments and do them, that the land, whether I bring you to dwell therein, spew you not out. And ye shall not walk in the manners of the nation. I want you to highlight, ye shall not walk in the manners of the nation, because the manners of this nation and almost every nation that I've heard anything about has seriously changed into decline. Morality almost doesn't exist. And ye shall not walk in the manners of the nation, which I cast out before you, for they committed all these things. Amen. We need to remember to keep our morality, to keep God's word. Amen. Let's see. Murder, perjury, theft. Murder, perjury, and theft. Psalm 5, verse 6. Psalm 5, verse 6. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. Speak leasing? Yeah, that's when they get up there and tell lies. You're coming before Congress to testify about something, and you decide to lie instead of tell the truth. Amen. (coughs) You have to come before some panel. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me get something to drink. Amen. You have to come before some judge, some arbitrator, some panel, some board of attorneys, whatever the situation may be. You have to tell the truth. God expects that of you. Why? Because the truth lives in you. And God doesn't like the bloody and the deceitful going forth. You know, you can kill people with your tongue, with your mouth and the things you say. God doesn't like that. We can't behave that way. We have if that was a part of our old life, it can be a part of our lives no more. God will promises to destroy people for the lies they tell. And he cannot stand our murders and our deception. He's not going to put up with it, and he's not. Forgive it when we repent, but come on. God uh, is trying to, you know, keep people here as long as they ought to be here. And we cannot participate in what the world does. Deceit in every shape and form. All right, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 32. Deceit in every shape and form. 
I think we'll find a lot of that in every nation's capital. Wherever the government bodies are, you find plenty of that, but it's on Main Street, too. For the froward is abomination to the Lord. God doesn't like deceit. He doesn't like that. It's not in him. It's against Christ. But his secret is with the righteous. All right. Proverbs 11, chapter 1. Proverbs 11, chapter 1. Uh-oh, let me fix this. Proverbs. Let me get all the way back down here again. 11, 1. Okay, we are here. A false balance is abomination to the Lord. You can't cheat people. You can't buy the state of Oregon for some glass and you tell them it's, it's, it's diamonds and you lie and cheat. I'll buy all this land in Oregon from you, but I'm going to give you these diamonds, and you know it's nothing but cheap, not even good crystal, just cheap, okay? People have done things like that. It's wrong to say I'm selling you a pound of powder or flour, and you know it's not a full pound in it and charge them the full pound price. That's wrong. It's wrong to cheat. It's wrong to misrepresent the facts. Ah, but a just weight is his delight. It's wrong. It's a form of lying and deceit. God is not pleased. Proverbs 12.22. Proverbs 12.22. Proverbs 12.22. Lying lips. Our abomination to the Lord. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Amen. See, you have to come out of the old and walk in the new. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10. Divers weight and divers measure. You know, the changeable ones. You've got one one weight for somebody and a different weight for somebody else. You know, folks used to do that. They they charge um white people one thing, then a black person come along, they charge them something else. In fact, I think it's happened to me a few times. As a matter of fact, I think it has. It's happened to me a few times. Amen. Folks sin, okay? It wasn't their skin color that made them skin sin. It's the wickedness that's inside them. Amen? Both of them are alike abomination to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Proud and perverse heart. God doesn't like that either. 
the proud and perverse heart. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20. They that are of a forward heart, a perverse heart, are abomination to the Lord. Amen? If you've got a perverse heart, your heart is just downright wicked. It just is. You see, you might have grown up in that culture with people doing whatever they felt like doing according to what was acceptable in that group, can't do that in Christ because you belong to Jesus. Amen? The Lord hates the stubborn but delights in those who are good. He hates stubbornness. You know, people trying to talk to you, and you know this is the right thing. You ought to do this because... This is what's right. No, I'm going to do it this way. Okay. See, when God allows people, whether they be friend, foe, neighbor, stranger, whomever, to interface with you, to show you there's a better way, and the better way is whatever, whatever. Look at it from this perspective, blah, blah, blah. And you get stubborn. You you put your heels, you uh, bury your heels down in the ground. I'm not moving. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do I'm not doing. Jesus is not happy with that. You know, you rear back in your own brand of self-righteousness. Jesus is not happy with that. In your stubborn willfulness, Jesus is not happy with that because you now you've moved into an area where you're worshiping your own will instead of him. Amen. Praise God. We're here to learn and we're here to change. We're here to learn. And we're here to change. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5. Amen. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. In other words, if you've got a proud heart, you're going to get punished. It's an abomination to the Lord. You're such a suchy-muchy. No, you're just dust like everybody else. You've got a fair share of corruption like everybody else. You're not better than other people. Amen? And there are a lot of people that are affected by this, and many people have grown up in this kind of atmosphere and environment. You know, you can't tell them nothing. They know it all. They've got it all. They've judged you and your mama, too. 
You know, it just doesn't work with Jesus that way, saints. You know, proud people have a proclivity, a tendency to be judgmental. That's right. They don't look at their own sin because sometimes that's really raunchy. It's really pretty bad. But they think that they have a pedestal from which to preen and sit there and judge everybody else and label everybody else. Well, that's not right. They're not the righteous judge. They have no business attempting to sit on the judgment seat. God tells us to judge righteous judgment. He says the same judgment that we mete out is coming back to us again. So we should be very careful. It's very dangerous to be proud in heart. You know, the proud in heart usually have their mouths moving more than it ought to because our pride disgusts the Lord. God's disgusted with it. He finds it disgusting. It's not him. He's meek and lowly. He says, learn from him. That's what he said. Okay? So we ought to know that and understand it. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your heart. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Amen. We have to learn to be humble. We have to learn to humble ourselves before the Lord, church. It's a learning process. Believe me. Believe me, it is a learning process. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 28.9, Proverbs 28.9, that he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, from hearing the word of God, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Mm-hmm. It's something to deal with, you know. So let's go to Deuteronomy 22.5. Deuteronomy 22.5. Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abominations, Unto the Lord thy God. 
So there's nothing funny about cross-dressing, and there's nothing cute about drag queens. Amen. That's what God said. It's nothing cute and entertaining about it. It's an abomination to God. You see, we're in no wise to present ourselves as what we are not. God made you a female. You are to present yourself outwardly as a female. You are not to uh, present yourself in such a way that it can be confusing or deceptive to anyone else. If you're a woman, you're supposed to look like a woman. If you're a man, you're supposed to look like a man. You're supposed to attire yourself like a man. You're supposed to have a man's mannerism. You are not supposed to be effeminate. You know you have that spirit in you where uh, you might be wearing male's clothes, but your whole body, you and that demon, rolling around uh, with women's gestures and women's movements and those kind of things that are to sexually allure a man. That's an abomination. Amen. We already talked about insincere prayer when we went to Proverbs 28.9. God doesn't like insincere prayer. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 13. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 13. And he says, bring no more vain oblation. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yes, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. So God says you can't live this double life of hypocrisy with him. It's just not going to work. He's truth. And there is no falsity in him anywhere. And since you're his, you're supposed to live like him. You're supposed to be like God. Covetousness, falsehood, and lying ministry of religious leaders who give false comfort to the people, reject or twist the word of God, and encourage evildoers so that no one turns away from his wickedness. God does not like this at all. So, if you think I gave you too many scriptures, Jesus doesn't. He likes it. Jeremiah chapter 6, beginning with verse 13. Jeremiah chapter 6, 
beginning with verse 16. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. They're telling a lie. Were they ashamed? When they had committed abomination, nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 8, just turn a page or so. Jeremiah chapter 8, beginning with verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 8, beginning with verse 8. How do ye say, we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Lo, certainly in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord, and what wisdom is in them? Therefore, I will give their wives unto others and their fields to them that shall inherit them. For every one, from the least even unto the greatest, is given to covetousness. From the prophet even unto the priest, every one dealeth falsely. For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. God is saying he's had enough of this. Can't have the pretension life. You know, I pretend in church, but when church is over, I'm the devil. You can't do that with Jesus Christ. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. God will give you time to repent. He'll give you time to change. He'll give you time uh, to grow stronger. But at some point, the wickedness must go. The wickedness must go. Amen. All right. We're going we're gonna let this rest for right now. I think we've gone about as far as we can go on this tonight. But I think you fully understand what God is saying. We can't have sin and iniquity hanging out in our lives. It's got to get up and go. It cannot be in us. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. There's no bitter and sweet water that can come pouring out of our fountain. Amen? So take this to the Lord, saints. Talk to him about it. He, he wants to hear. You come to him. And to confess what you ought to confess, to repent. You know, repentance is not just saying, oh, Lord, I repent. No, dear. That's just the beginning. That's just the very beginning. Amen? There's a lot more to repentance than, oh, I repent of my sin. No, dear. There's a lot more to it than that. That's just the beginning. So God is saying, get real with him. 
Get real with him. Deal with the real issues of your life and the wickedness that's in your world, your world, the world with you. Amen? Amen. So I didn't get as far as I had hoped, but God will take us there. He'll get us there. He will get us there. Amen? God will get us there. But I think, I think we we understand what God is saying. He wants us to come to him and to do and to say and to initiate change in our lives. Some of us are related to folks that maybe we need to say, well, I love you dearly, but I just can't hang out with you. I love you. You need prayer. I'll be happy to pray for you, but I just can't hang out with you. You know, that may be it for you. Who knows? But if you go to the Lord, he'll lead you in the right way. He won't lead you wrong. I guarantee you. He will not lead you wrong. So don't go, well, I don't know who that sermon was for. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. Amen. It's for all of us. It's good food, and we're eating at the Lord's table because we want to be ready when he comes. We don't want to be left out. We don't want to be left behind. We want to be ready when he comes. So, (sighs) praise your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, I need to do this. Yeah, this is right. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for blessing us, Lord. All right, we'll see how far I get with this. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a growing government corporate partnership in the United States to control what Americans say has established an unprecedented system of censorship that circumvents and undermines the constitutional right to free speech, according to legal analysts. While free speech advocates fight this, advocates fight this new form of censorship by proxy in the court, many have expressed concern that even prevailing in the lawsuit may not be enough to preserve First Amendment rights. More Americans are being censored. More speech is being censored and suppressed by government actions than has ever been in the, in the past. Andrew Grossman, constitutional attorney, and Baker Hostetler told attendees at a Cato Institute free speech conference on November 2nd, but this isn't primarily the old kind of censorship. We're not talking about book bans. We're not talking about other types of traditional restraints on speech or publication. What we're talking about is a phenomena 
that I call government censorship by proxy, adding to extensive prior evidence of censorship by proxy by the Biden administration. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio on November 6th released a report titled The Weaponization of Disinformation. Pseudo-experts, false experts, and bureaucrats, how the federal government partnered with universities to censor Americans' political speech. The report states what the federal government could not do directly, it effectively outsourced to the newly emerging censorship industrial complex. Mr. Jordan wrote on X, formerly Twitter, that hundreds of secret reports show how the Department of Homeland Security, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, the State Department, Stanford University, and others worked together to censor Americans before the 2020 election, including true information, jokes, and opinions. The federal government, disinformation experts at universities, big tech, and others work together through the Election Integrity Partnership to monitor and censor American speech. Currently, the United States awaits what is expected to be a landmark First Amendment decision by the Supreme Court in the case of Missouri versus Biden. This case was originally brought by Senator Eric Schmidt, who was the Attorney General of Missouri at the time, and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, who will be sworn in as the state's governor next year. It accuses the Biden administration of twisting the arms of social media companies to block speech that contradicted the state narrative regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. The attorney generals argued that in compelling private companies to censor, the government has made them state actors, thus violating America's First Amendment rights. If the allegations made by plaintiffs are true, the present case arguably involves the most massive attack against free speech in the United States history. The plaintiffs stated, in their attempts to suppress alleged disinformation, the federal government, and particularly the defendants named here, are alleged to have blatantly ignored the First Amendment rights to free speech. Those accused include, among others, President Joe Biden, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, Health Secretary Xavier Bracera, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and Health and Human Services Department, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, DHS, the Department, the Justice Department, the FBI, the State Department, and the Treasury Department. The state Attorney General say the Biden administration officials, through public pressure campaigns, private meetings, and other forms of direct communication regarding what defendants described as disinformation, misinformation, 
and malinformation have colluded with and or coerced social media platforms to suppress disfavored speakers, viewpoints, and content on social media platforms. Legal analysts argue that if the government is prohibited by the First Amendment from restricting protected speech, it can't attempt to force private companies to do the same. The government cannot bypass the First Amendment's protections by going and asking private companies to censor in ways the government cannot. Jeremy Tedesco for the Alliance Defending Freedom said, but that's what's going on. It's very it's a very dangerous problem that's unique to the age we live in because these massive social media companies own the digital public square. Through the Twitter files, we know the government is monitoring people's posts and recommending, encouraging, and even coercing these companies to take down content that the government disagrees with. The Twitter files are documents that show extensive correspondence between the Biden administration and Twitter, now known as X. These documents were revealed to several independent journalists by Elon Musk after he purchased Twitter in October 2022. The internal communications revealed that federal authorities, including the CDC, the FBI, the White House, put intense pressure on Twitter to censor its users, to restrict views of posts, not only on topics such as the origins of COVID-19 and the efficacy of masks and vaccines, but also about the incriminating content of Hunter Biden's laptop computer. Many believe that censorship of the laptop story had a material effect on the 2020 presidential election. There's evidence that the FBI engaged with Twitter executives and flagging posts it didn't like, and that the CDC collaborated with Facebook on which posts it considers acceptable. President Biden added to that pressure, even accusing social media companies of killing people with misinformation in July 2021. Most cases of speech suppression by the Biden administration have been revealed as part of the discovery process in the Missouri versus Biden case. In a ruling on the case, District Judge Terry Daughtry decided in favor of the state attorney generals, ordering defendants in the Biden administration to refrain from further attempts to coerce or significantly encourage social media companies to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce posted social media content containing protected free speech. James Burling, Vice President of Legal Affairs at the Pacific Legal Foundation, said the Biden administration put a great deal of pressure on social media companies. If you read some of the decisions that came out of the trial court and then the Fifth Court, Circuit Court of Appeals, I found it rather appalling, he said. In rendering his opinion against the Biden administration, Judge Daughtery cited President Harry Truman. Once the government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one place to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. 
has since lifted the district court's injunction pending its decision on the case. In addition to federal efforts, some states are also working to control speech. New York enacted its hateful conduct law on December 3, 2022. This law forces social media platforms to establish internal policies against hate speech to set up reporting mechanisms for the public to report offenses and to respond to each report of an offense. Failure to comply will result in an investigation by the New York's Attorney General and daily fines of $1,000 per violation. New York's hate speech law compels private companies to establish speech codes as an alternative method to state laws doing the same thing. Forcing private companies to set speech codes is a way to circumvent the First Amendment because, as Mr. Burling said, a social media company being a private entity is, go- is generally going to be exempt from the First Amendment. Daniel Ortner, an attorney for the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expressions, who is litigating against the New York law, said that New York claims that the law is merely a matter of consumer protection. In fact, he says it goes well beyond that. If you don't want to have a policy for dealing with what the state defines as hate speech, tough luck. You'll have to, you'll, you have to define it. You have to have your definition match their definition so as to cover the speech they're referring to, which is very vague, Mr. Ortner says. And the other side of it is that the state is then putting pressure on websites to take down content. The New York State Attorney General's Office sent a letter to Rumble, one of our clients, along with other social media platforms, over the Israeli-Palestinian conflict demanding that they reveal their policies and show how they're taking down speech, he said. One of the likely targets of this type of legislation is a satirical site called the Babylon Bee, which frequently mocks progressive ideology. In March 2022, the Babylon Bee was suspended from Twitter for naming Assistant Health Secretary Rachel Levine a man who identifies as a woman, so that's an abomination, as its man of the year. Our concern with these laws is similar to our concern for pre-existing hate speech prohibitions on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Babylon B founder and CEO Seth Dillon said, it's an overly broad category that can easily be misapplied to disfavored viewpoints. Amen. And that's not a mistake. These rules are put in place not to protect users from jokes, but to protect preferred narratives from criticism. If it becomes unlawful to mock or criticize the left's bad ideas, then those ideas don't have to be defended. They just win by default. And if the past couple of years have taught us anything, it's that bad ideas taken seriously have catastrophic consequences. Free speech advocates are looking to the Supreme Court to rule that government actions to compel a private company to censor speech make that 
private company or an extension of the government and thus subject to the First Amendment. Meanwhile, challenges to New York's hate speech law are moving through the courts. On February 14th, District Court Judge Andrew Carter issued an injunction blocking enforcement of the law, writing in his decision that the First Amendment protects from state regulation speech that may be deemed hateful. New York has appealed the decision. Mr. Grossman said it will be difficult for most people who are censored on social media to know or to prove that government has pressured a social media company to censor them. So much of this activity occurs in the dark, in the dark, who works in the dark. And the people targeted simply have no way of knowing that the government was involved in the decision, Mr. Grossman said. Litigation is not and cannot be a silver bullet. In addition, he said, it will be difficult to enact laws that bar the government from engaging in censorship by proxy. It is very easy to describe censorship by proxy in the abstract, but it's very difficult to describe what exactly would be prohibition, he said. As we saw in the evidence for the Twitter files, the government very rarely makes explicit threats with respect to content removal. Sometimes it simply says, you should be aware of this. Instead, Mr. Grossman advocates what he calls radical transparency. That would include laws modeled on the Freedom of Information Act and the Privacy Act that requires immediate public disclosure of any action by government officials to encourage or force private companies to censor protected speech. That provides a window to the public as well as to targeted individuals about how the government is exercising this power. What speech it is targeting and the frequency with which it is doing it, he said. Government officials would be required to make these reports to the Office of Management and Budget, which would make them available to the public. We've seen in the past that when these types of abuses come to light, they tend to stop. Beyond the issue of government pressure to censor, however, the instinct to suppress speech has become so embedded in the culture of social media companies that government intervention is unnecessary in many cases, legal experts say. I think it's essential that the Supreme Court find that it's illegal for the government to coerce these companies to censor, Mr. Tedesco said. But that's only part of the battle. Most of the censorship that's occurring on these platforms is done because the private companies are enforcing their own policies. They have policies that are hate speech, that are intolerance, that are hateful conduct, and other things that if the government were to impose those standards as a speech regulation, it would be dead on arrival in front of any federal court under the U.S. Constitution. But here, too, efforts to protect free speech may run into roadblocks because private companies aren't subject to the First Amendment. It may prove difficult to prevent them from setting speech codes on their own unless they are deemed to be a public square, meaning that they are effectively a lone platform for public speech. That makes that 
case may be hard to make. I am disturbed by the behavior of some of these social media companies, Mr. Burling said, but I don't think they rise to the level of a public square. Many people who have been banned from Twitter, Book, or YouTube were able to find other platforms such as Rumble or Truth Social, undermining the argument that social media companies have monopolized online speech platforms, he said. Given the actions by the federal government, some have turned to state laws to protect speech. In some cases, the state courts have also chosen to grant more protection under their constitutions than under the First Amendment, a report by the Free Speech Center at Middle Tennessee University states. New Jersey and Connecticut offer more free expression guarantees than the federal constitution. And California has state laws that bar discrimination based on political views. The extent to which attorneys general in these states choose to enforce such laws is a separate matter, the report states. Although the practice of censorship by proxy is new and specific to current technology, its attempts to censor Americans aren't. Throughout the history of the republic, there have always been threats to free speech, things like the Alien and Sedition Act. And these threats continue through the Cold War. They continue through the Vietnam era, and they're front and center today with hate speech, Mr. Burling said. But I think our Constitution is robust. I think our courts are robust enough to continue giving us some protections. If they stop being civil free speech, then we have some serious problems ahead of us. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. So, saints, we're going to stop with this one tonight. The Holy Spirit says stop right there, and the rest of them we will do at another time. So, Brother Bill, if you could remove the rest of them from the chat room, I would appreciate it. Amen? Thank you so very much. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this is the one we're going to present tonight, and we'll just keep going at another time. Brother Marshall, it's time to go before the throne of God. Heavenly Father, we do come boldly and joyfully before the throne of grace and time of need with our big brother Jesus. That put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou, thou mayest be justified. So, Father, he said... If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. We ask for your wisdom how you want us to pray. Hath the Holy Ghost grown through us. And I thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. And, Father, in Jesus' name, put that away, get that away again. There are so many different spirits involved, Father God, because you said our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Spiritual wickedness in high places. And some of those high places are in this, joining of uh, people in governments with people in corporations to censor and to control those that they feel are beneath them and should be beneath them. Sort of like the Nazis. They were ubermensch versus undermensch. The overlords versus the underlords. or The lords versus the peasants. Father God, this uh, is not new to any society. There have been all kinds of 
not just in India where they have a caste system. There are just some people that are okay and some people that are, are not even worth being called people from their point of view that are in the upper caste, Father God. But we ask, Father God, you said, ask and you shall receive. Father, first and foremost, we pray for those who despitefully use us, Father God. Because they probably don't know what they're doing. They probably don't know they're being jerked around by spirits. Those, those that are actually people that are being jerked around by spirits that are in them. Maybe they got it from their ancestors. Maybe they were born with that spirit, Father God, from, from coming out of the womb with that spirit of just pride and rebellion. Because you said the heart of man is desperately wicked. But you can change our hearts. You can give us a new heart. And you want to do that. And we ask, Father, as we repent, first and foremost, of our own sins of presumption. I try to think we know anything. You said, if any man thinks he knows anything, knows nothing as he ought to know. And we ask you to forgive us, first and foremost, for our personal sins and generational iniquities, including lust of lust, lust of the eye, and pride of life. But also for all those in authority in corporations and governments, not just in the United States. This goes all over the, especially the Western world, all the world, actually. They're doing this in China. I wouldn't call that the Western world, but they're definitely doing that over there where they have certain um, parameters of what they judge to be correct and others are not correct, and they're very um, strictly uh, limited in what they can do, even buy or sell and all the rest of it. It reminds me of actually your scriptures in the book of Revelation. So, Father God, it's, it sounds like this is uh, paving the way for what you talk about. We pray that we'll all be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man that day. They will be counted worthy. We fuck you so pray that you enter not into temptation. Father, we pray that we will not enter into temptation. So the servant of the Lord should be, what is it? Swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. So, Father God, so the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. So we don't want to be taking vengeance because you said vengeance is mine, I will repay. And you will. Hey, we, you, you did a great job with it, with the uh, with the uh, Pharaoh and his host that came after the people that, that were your people, those that you had humbled significantly, those that you kept them as slaves for 400 years. They got kind of used to being slaves. But, Father God, some people in this country are getting used to being controlled from above. At least they think it's from above. But you've actually called us to be from above. That's what you say anyway in, in Ephesians 2, 6. Where am I thinking? Father God, you said in Psalm 9, beginning at verse 5, Thou hast rebuked the heathen, those that don't believe your word, your law, Father God, and it isn't, we don't get to heaven by being dutiful law, checking off this law, 616 laws or whatever, the Jewish way. No, no, we get to heaven by your grace because Jesus shed his blood. That's the only reason we can come before your throne of grace because of that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that evil. For thou hast rebuked the heathen, thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out, the na- thy, put out their name forever and ever. Yet Pharaoh was put out, wasn't he? O thou enemy, destructions are come to perpetual end. Thou, shalt, thou hast destroyed cities. The memorial has perished with them. Mm-mm-mm. What happened to the Amorites? I don't know where they are anymore. Their memorial has perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. Lord, you've prepared your throne for judgment. Help us to be ready for the judgment day. 
He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall, ju- he shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. A refuge in times of trouble for all your people, Father God. A lot of people are getting desperate. They've been praying and praying and praying, such as Second Chronicles 10, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. It is in every nation, not just the United States, not just in Canada, not just in different parts of Europe. Every, every place where people have actually called upon the name of the Lord, even the Christians in the Palestinian Authority, have called upon your name for help because they're having a very rough time right now, Father God. Some people in this country may be, and some people that are Christians, some people that are believers in the, the completed Jews in Israel, they're having a very hard time right now. They're not very pleased with their government. Some people are not very pleased with their government. So we pray for those in authority that you rescue those that can be rescued, Father God. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. In Psalm 9, verse 9, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Then you said, saying, Praise to the Lord, which dwells in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. He maketh inquisition for blood. He remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. You said, The meek shall inherit the earth, Lord. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon all your servants in every nation, every area, Father God, including the United States. For all these things, we come before you for adjudications concerning this business about trying to get rid of um, free speech by trying to name it something else. Because people, I forget where it is, but I know that the scripture says, those that are doing your will have a, have a real dislike, dislike this is maybe an understatement, for those who are doing the opposite and vice versa, Father God. <clears throat> Why is that? Because there's, there's light and there's darkness. But Father God, you desired us to be translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And as we've been reading a lot about <laughs> what Pastor Sabrina talked about tonight, about how people have dabbled in the dark. And yes, it isn't just a thing of the past. It isn't just something that some crazy guy on, on the social media platform talked about people going to Bohemian Grove. Yeah, it's been happening. It's been happening not just to Bohemian Grove. All kinds of places doing people nasty, nasty things. And all these different rulers going to places. Even as Pat Holiday talked about some years ago about the people going down uh, to worship some marine spirits, Father God, in wherever it was, in one of the South American nations. They're having a little uh, service by the, by the ocean, Father God, calling upon the queen of the coast or whatever they were doing. Father God, we ask for your divine help and deliverance from every ungodly spirit. Because you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be sozo. It says in, in uh, Acts uh, where is that? 2.21, shall be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And you said, a lamb for house. So not just for us, the saints, having to do with miracle in that church that have been washed in your blood, Lord Jesus, but all those coming into the body of Christ, all the descendants of every believer throughout the ages, Father God, Sabrina Sessions' grandmother's descendants, not just for her brother, all those connected, related, all of my uh, ancestors' descendants that actually believed in the Lord Jesus, Father God, actually believed in the one true greater God, and, and my, my wife's uh, grandmother, Father God, and her descendants, Father God, including for her brother. We ask you to save those that have been bewitched, Father God, being controlled by the spirit of fear, because you've not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we ask for your wisdom and discernment to know what to do. Stay in your bound door. You're unwilling to bound every ungodly spirit, according to Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, according to what about that, I'll go to Matthew 
1229, we first bind the storm, and you, Satan, the so-called storm and the mind blinder, and all your underlings, every ungodly mind control spirit is bound, coming through social media and every other source, coming from corporations and governments, not just the United States, what they call the United States of America, and the corporation of the United States out of Washington, D.C. Every ungodly spirit is bound in Jesus' name. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy. Every spirit of Zeus is bound. Every ungodly spirit trying to kill other people, control other people. Because what is control? Ungodly control is just witchcraft. And every witchcraft, of course, returnally sinful on the heads of the spirits of sin. And do those spirits intend to do, intend to do us, as it's written in Psalm 79, 12. Rend unto my neighbors sevenfold into their bosom. Never push, or never approach the other. Because you said, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done none to me. In Matthew 25, 40. So, Father God, because you take it very, very personally. When you spoke to Saul of Tarsus, who was a very religious Jew, but what was he doing? He was compelling people to blaspheme the name of the one true God. But he didn't know that he was the name of the one true God. Until you showed up as a light brighter than the noonday sun, a lot of people need to have... That light shine upon them, Father God. They need to be. And we ask you to wake up the body of Christ all over your earth, Father God. Wake up the body of Christ, Father God, <clears throat> in every, uh, every, every area, Father God, in Jesus' name. Even as uh, Tommy Hicks had that vision, Father God, in Jesus' name. And I believe, as Pat Holiday did, that that was a true vision. A lot of people have been looking forward to that time, Father, that you're going to pour forth of your spirit because it's going to be that liquid light flowing down to wake up the body of Christ, the little finger breaking loose from all those little mini, teeny, 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 tiny demons, like little ants, the huge body of Christ, the feet up to the North Pole, head down to the South Pole, waking up, waking up, lifting up the arms to praise and bless your holy name. The meek shall lead and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. And why will our heart live forever? Because you're going to all give us a new heart, one new heart. We're not going after what makes me feel good. We say, not my will, but thy will be done. And, Father God, there's some that have spoken against each one of us, and maybe they did it in ignorance, maybe they did it thinking they were doing what's right. But we choose to forgive everyone from our hearts, Father God, because we want to make sure we go up and not down. The way of life is above to the wise and may depart from hell beneath, in Jesus' name, because we want to make sure we've actually done that. We forgive the Creator God, ourself, and others, we'd have to forgive ourselves too. Otherwise, <laughs> we're 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 no better off. So, Father God, we do forgive everyone from our hearts. And you said the curse causeless shall not come in Proverbs twenty six two. As we repent and renounce all sins and believe in your blood covenant, we plead the blood over each one of us, over every lintel, and every post, every door, every access to each one of us. We speak blindness to us, enemy, mutinous to us, enemy. Only hear what Jesus wants me to hear. Pretend to each and every one of us to claim all the benefits. Of Job 28, 7, and 8. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the benefits of Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. <clears throat> From the time of trouble, he shall hide me in this pavilion. He shall hide me in the secret of his tabernacle. He shall set me up above. Mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praise unto the Lord. So thank you, Father, raising us together with Christ Jesus from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, looking down, 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 beneath the third heaven to the second heaven, stating you're bound or your onions are bound. No ungodly spirit may cause any 
flow of power from the second heavens to the first heavens, pertaining to all those who have interceded for all those that can and will be saved, including all the descendants of every true believer of the one true creator God. And I believe pagan Christians, Smith's descendants, Donald Trump's great aunts, were believers in the one true creator God in, in the Scottish, in the Hebrides, probably in the Isle of Lewis, wherever it was, that they helped pray in that, that great awakening that happened some 70 years ago. So we thank you for the next great awakening. Maybe the last one, maybe I don't know, because our times are in your hands, like you said, Father God, in your word, in Psalm 31. We ask, Father God, as our times are in your hands, and you, and you say, if your mother and father forsake you, the Lord will take you up. Well, Donald Trump doesn't have his mom and dad with him anymore, neither do I, in the natural. But, Father God, we have a Heavenly Father that really loves us in a way that our natural dad didn't have to love us. Because most natural dads have never experienced your love firsthand. But now even more 
but if they